You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Useless Information Hi, I'm Steve Silverman, and you're listening to a classic episode of the Useless Information Podcast. The story you're about to hear was originally written for my first book, Einstein's Refrigerator, but for some forgotten reason, it was axed from the final version of the manuscript. So I then submitted it for inclusion in my second book, Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, and once again, it was cut. So I decided to finally use it for this episode of the podcast, which was released way back on April 6th of 2008. It was originally titled The Coldest Profession for the Manuscripts, but I changed it to The Coldest Profession when it was uploaded. I have to say it's kind of a shame that the audio quality of these early episodes is so poor, because I really do think this is a cute story. Now, one update that I will mention is that I had asked in this episode what the most played song on American radio during the 20th century was. Now, I'm not going to reveal right now what that song was. I'll let you listen to find out the answer. But I can tell you that that song is no longer the most played ever on radio here. The new champion is, do you know, Every Breath You Take by The Police, which has been played more than 15 million times since its release in 1983. Moving into second place with over 13 million plays is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Anyway, let's take a listen. Welcome to the Useless Information Podcast, my collection of fascinating true stories from the flip side of history. My name is Steve Silverman, and today's story is one that I like to call the coldest profession. Not the oldest profession, the coldest profession. And it's a story about Antarctica's red light district. But before we get to that story, let's talk about today's question of the day. And my question for you today is one that's quite simple. My question is, now that the 20th century has ended, what song was played on American radio the most times, more than any other song? And I know you've heard a lot of them. Hit after hit, dud after dud, and there are some that you never ever want to hear again. My question is very simple. Which song was played the most times? And now for today's story, which I like to call The Coldest Profession. It's about Antarctica's red light district. So how would you feel if your mate came home after spending a night with a member of the world's oldest profession? And you know what I'm talking about. In fact, recently here in New York State, where I live, our governor, Elliot Spitzer, was forced to resign by giving some of his money to some of these people. Anyway, I'm sure you're aware that uh, Homo sapiens have been doing this for a very, very long time. But it turns out that we are not alone. There are other animals that do the same thing. 
Now this idea of animals paying for the services of another is actually a theory known in science as biological markets. Take for example the recent story in the press, and this was everywhere, it was on TV, it was online, it was in the newspapers, about the macaque monkeys. And uh, about 50 of these monkeys were studied for a period of about 20 months, and the findings were published in the December 2007 issue of Animal Behavior. Now the findings were quite interesting. What they found was that the males would actually exchange grooming of the female for their services, if you know what I'm talking about. Basically they found out that a female was three times more likely to mate after the grooming had been done than if it had not been done at all. Also, they found out it was a matter of supply and demand. The more females there were, the less likely the males were to do the grooming. Basically the more girls, the cheaper the mating becomes. Now this is reported all through the media as being the first case ever where they actually documented animals or male animals paying for the services of a female. But I had happened to written a story a few years ago about some penguins that kind of did the same thing. That's actually a more extreme example. So let me tell you about them. And this is really what I refer to as Antarctica's red light district. Yes, they've actually done scientific studies to show that the male Adelie penguin, which lives down in Antarctica, pays for the special services of a female. And I can just picture it now, you know, just like in the movies. The female penguin gets all dolled up, puts on her sexiest skin-tight tuxedo. What else would a penguin wear? She then heads out for a night on the town. A potential male customer is spotted out in the distance. She waddles up to the male and sways her hips back and forth, flaps her flippers a little bit, and approaches a gentleman. Hey, honey, she says in her sexiest Mae West-like voice, how would you like me to warm your chill bones tonight? Okay, so I can't do Mae West, but the lonely male penguin is attracted to her like steel to a magnet. They agree to terms and they do their thing, if you know what I mean. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you're probably wondering, there's no American Express, there's no Visa, no MasterCard, not even cash. What are they using to exchange for currency here? It turns out it's stones, pebbles, cobbles, whatever it may be. Sedimentary, igneous, or metamorphic, it doesn't make any difference. 
Okay, so let's get back to reality. It turns out that the Adelie penguins do mate for life. This is an established fact. Uh, they pair up, and for the rest of their lives, they will stay as a mated pair. But the male may be misled a little bit. There may be a little sneaking around on the female side, if you know what I mean. You see, every once in a while, the female wanders off in search of materials to make her nest from. But in Antarctica, materials are very, very hard to come by. There are no twigs, there's no leaves, there's no branches, there's no grass. There's only stones. And even stones are very, very hard to come by. Most of them are frozen into the ice. The little bit that's there, there's a lot of competition for. Now these stones are of such great importance, such value to the penguins, that they actually will steal them from each other. They will actually sneak over to someone else's nest and try and take the stones, even though there's a very high risk of being attacked by the owner of these stones, of this hard currency. Get it? Hard currency, stones, rocks, get it? Anyway, but wait, the Adelie penguin has actually figured out a better solution. What she does is she offers to exchange copulation for stones. What she does is she slips away from her mate at an unsuspecting time and goes off and happens to wander over to the nest of an unpaired male, a single male penguin. Hmm, what could she be thinking? you have any ideas? What the female penguin does is basically go through the standard courtship procedure with these unpaired males. You know, the usual dip of the head, the coy look from the corner of the eye. Well. If the male actually shows some interest, she will just lie prone as an invitation to mate. And once the mating is over, she will pick up her payment, the stone, and head back to her nest, where her unsuspecting mate actually is waiting for her. Now, you probably think I'm joking about this, but this really is truly serious science. There's a researcher named Fiona Hunter at the University of Cambridge who's been studying these cheating penguins for years. Now, Ms. Hunter actually observed 10 different females doing an even smarter game, something that was even a better move on their part. Each of these female penguins went through the whole mutual courtship routine and just picked up their payment and left. They never had the hanky-panky at all. Now oddly, the males that were denied the pleasure, they actually showed no aggressive behavior for being denied this at all. In fact, some females had the nerve to come back over and over again. She actually found that one female managed to get 62 stones from one male in just one hour. And boy, her husband was certainly the last one to know. Useless, useful, I'll leave that for you to decide. And now the answer to today's question of the day, which was, what was the most played song on American radio during the 20th century? Now there's lots of songs that have been played during that time. Some that you love, some that you kind of mix feelings about, and some that you truly hate. The answer is a song, You've Lost That Love and Feeling, by Barry Mann, Phil Spector, and Cynthia Whale. Now, you may have heard the most famous version, which is by the Righteous Brothers. It was also a popular version in the early 80s by Hall & Oates. But it doesn't matter who sang it. That song was played more than 8 million times on American radio. No other song was played more than 8 million times. Now, if you're curious about some of the other songs uh, that round out the top 10 most popular songs, number two was Never My Love by The Association. Now, the third one was Yesterday by the Beatles, and the fourth one was Stand By Me by Benny King. All those were played seven million times. Coming in in fifth place was Can't Take My Eyes Off of You by Frankie Valli. Uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding is at number six. Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel was number seven. Number eight is Baby I Need Your Lovin' by The Four Tops. Number nine was Rhythm of the Rain by The Cascades. And finally, one of my favorites is Georgia On My Mind by Ray Charles. 
All those were played 6 million times on American radio. I hope you enjoyed today's story on the Coles profession. It's one that I hadn't thought about in a long time until I started hearing the stories on the news about our beloved governor of New York, Elliot Spitzer, and the little mess that he got himself into. If you'd like to read more true stories just like this, please be sure to get a copy of one of my books. They are Einstein's Refrigerator and Other Stories from the Flipside History and Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, More Fascinating True Stories from Einstein's Refrigerator. Both books are written by me, Steve Silverman, and they're available from local booksellers, online retailers, and of course, through your local library. If for some reason you'd like to contact me, simply drop me an email at useless at steve.silverman.name. That's useless at steve.silverman.name. You can also go to my website to read more stories, and that's uselessinformation.org. The website is uselessinformation.org. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.